Why do we do this? Just your turn, go. Hey, everybody. Act like you're excited. Hello, everybody. This is Walleye Talk. <laughs> I'm Will. That was exactly like a six-year-old would do it. I'm Dan. And we got a special guest today. Eric Rutt. Eric Rutt. He was actually on the first episode he of this, this season. season. Yep. Oh, yeah. Sit right here. We were right here. Right here, right now. Exactly. We weren't quite arranged in such an intervention style alignment. Yeah, it's kind of a love triangle here. <laughs> It'll work just fine. Yeah. It's a rainy day in the Northwoods. <laughs> yes, it is currently dumping buckets. Which it has done a couple times up here. Yeah, just the last week. Right. Um, it's been real, real stormy. Right after I fixed my driveway. Killing <laughs> <laughs> everything. Uh, Mid-July, and we are talking about walleyes, because that's what we do on this show. Yeah, it's called Walleye Talk. Right. We talked about some other stuff. Yeah, we did talk about bluegills, but... Anyway, uh, on schedule for today, we've got Eric, our special guest. We've got a week in review. Um, We've got an Eric Rutt hall pass scenario. That's going to be good. Yep. That's going to be really good. We've got a lot of time to think about it. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then we've got, we're going to talk about our walleye league. Um, We got, I'm up for what if this week. So I give you the what if? Yeah. Okay. Um, Then we're going to talk a little bit about the dog days. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe how one of our favorite baits is not working so well. Right. And why. Yeah. We'll do some hypothesizing about why. And then uh, we got the preview for next week, and then we're done. Yep. And we'll go play in the rain, I think. Quick Do something. Um, let's first hear from Portadoc. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Portadoc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. Now we are live. We're live now. Live. Okay. So, Eric, tell us a little about yourself. Well, I'm Eric. <laughs> I work uh, part owner of a painting and staining company called Lifetime Painting and Staining. Usually summertime, very busy. That, so you paint like, are you like, that, was it Bob, who's that Bob guy? Bob. Oh, name? the guy everybody loves? Yeah, the painting happy trees. Is that what you do? What's his name? You painting portraits? Bob Ross. Bob Are you Ross. the Bob Ross oh, of Longville? <laughs> I definitely that... not. The, if he does exterior houses, then yes. I'm sure he's painted a few on his pictures. <laughs> nice cabins in the background. There's always a cabin tucked in by that mountain. It <laughs> <laughs> looks like a wonderful place. If it's freshly stayed, we probably stayed in. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Eric right up there. Like, Tiny little brush. This isn't going to work in 18 degrees. <laughs> i got to hide my lines. <laughs> Uh, but no, Eric, you fish pretty avidly with your free time, yeah. right? Anytime I can get out, and I just started picking up uh, musky fly fishing. Nice. Still trying to cast without my shoulder blowing out. <laughs> You'll do great. Okay. And you're Will's league partner. Yes. You guys fish together. Yes. I don't fish the league because it would be embarrassing. It, you would be embarrassed, yeah. 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 That's, that'd a, be, that's exactly what I meant. It'd be very poor. Yeah. Right. Bad for business. Yeah. 
It would it would be bad for you to lose to me every week. Especially <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't water. even start. <laughs> tell, tell folks about the league though. Let's do like a league recap. I I really, how even though I don't participate, I really like the fact that the league exists. I feel like it's a, a good thing for the community. For sure. Are we five years in? It, this is our fifth year. Yep, yeah, our fifth. Yep, this is uh, we it, league ended yesterday. League championship was yesterday. Um, so this was the end of the five uh, the fifth season. Ten week long. Yep, it's ten weeks. Uh. We started this back in 2014. We had the thought about it. And we... Uh, put it together. We put it together one winter. And we didn't know how successful it was going to be. We limited it to 10 boats. A, because we didn't know if we could fill 10 boats. And then B... Manageable. Yeah, manageable accesses. Or sure. not, you know, taking up every access and... Or right. putting spot on the access and whatnot. Um, and, you know, it's a nice round number um, as far as the monies go. Everything comes out really even. It's it's just nice. Right. Um, so, it's ten weeks, ten boats, uh, and we have a list of lakes in the Longville area, and we put them in a bay. And then that the night of at five o'clock, we draw the name of the lake that we're gonna go all all go and fish on. Right, which I really like that aspect. Kind of takes away the pre-fishing and. You really don't know, obviously, until you go. You have a handful of lakes to choose from, but it gets you out to, especially my, for me, since I don't guide or anything, it gets you out to new bodies of water that traditionally it's not like, hey, let me hook up to my boat, let's go fish baby. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think that's true for most of the teams, really, mm-hmm. right. and I think that's what a lot of the guys appreciate about it. Yeah, and you got there's a lot more thought going into it. It's not like Leech Lake, okay, we're week two, jigs, you know. Yeah. It's right. we're now a baby or whatever. You're fishing deep water. It's a whole different tactic than what you'd go about on. You're fishing true structure out on some yeah, of those lakes. It's, it benefits you as an angler to it really participate in something like that. It really challenges you know when you're out there too and you're fishing in not the perfect weather. Right. It's got to be. I mean, unless you get thundered out. Right. It's going to be Tuesday from five until nine. Yep. And everybody leaves the store at five and. Weigh-in is at the access at 9 o'clock. Yep. Um, and it's, uh, we do a catch photo release deal. Um, so everything is pic- from pictures to a, to a scale um, for, you know, estimated weight, which is... It has its ups and, ups and downs, hey, I'd say. But yeah. it's the most fair way to do it. And yeah. We don't want to go to these lakes and just massacre them, you know. Right. We, want to, uh, we want to keep our, our lakes, you know, productive and... Right. We don't want to be known as the pillagers of Longville. So, you know, very rarely do does anybody really keep a fish. Because you're getting off the lake at 9, and, you know, a lot of those guys, they take the time to go fishing. Like Eric, he, he works a shorter day to go fishing. Right. So a lot of... done a little early so they can make the... Yeah. Right. And surprisingly, we haven't had any issues as far as photos go. Right. We've, like... I thought for sure there's going to be a few hiccups, especially our first year into it. And I think maybe one boat lost the ticket, but they ended up not catching, like, that right. boat didn't get any walleyes, and it was towards the end of the deal anyways. But other than that, there's been no hiccups as far as that goes. Right. Everyone, you know, fish is always up against the bump board. Whether they pinch the tail or not, that's up to them to do. Right. But as long as the photo's in, or as long as the ticket's in there, we've had zero, discri- like, Right. Issues. This year was we had a little bit of drama there at the end because 
Jocko and Fisher and Ryan and Andy tied for second place. Mm. So that was pretty sweet. They both had 66 points. Uh, so, yeah, we should go over the points a little bit. So um, for winning the night, you get 10 <coughs> points. Um, so it goes 10, 9. First gets 10, second gets 9, and so on. But you get a point for showing up, and then we throw in bonus points. For what? For poundage. Poundage. And this is where you can really make your, make your distance. So if you get over 10 pounds, you get five bonus points. So you can have a 16-point night, which is awesome. You know, it, it allows people to catch up so quickly. Sure. Yeah. You could be 20 points down, and you have a 10-pound you know, night, 16 points, you're only four points back now. Right. You know, you're right back in the thick of things. And that's happened. That's happened quite often. So... Last year there was big pushes, I think. Yes. Yeah, Ryan and a no Denny. Denny kept catching them. Yep. And uh, it was it was awesome. Makes things really exciting. You're never really out of it. Right. Which and is, then you do a big fish award, right? Regardless yeah. of species. Just the biggest biggest fish. I think I'm not sure where you like how you guys came up with it, but I do think it's like a pretty good format. If anybody's looking to do one, like all those little things to keep every team engaged. You know, even if you're out of it. You can still win sixty bucks or something. Yep. If if you have the it's best ten bucks, ten bucks a boat. Right. So, but what I love about it too, like Jocko, he's got a little lund. Yeah. Second plate, like it just goes to show that you don't need a giant boat to do the like. There are some giant boats that do it, but you don't. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, yeah, you, don't, you, don't <laughs> you don't need one. You don't need it. It's right. nice on big water. Like I mean, sometimes on a leech, Jocko kind of got blown around a little, but we have we as far as weather goes too. It hasn't been. It hasn't been bad, bad as far as a small boat. Right. No goes. big winds on Tuesday nights. And, yeah, and because we do, we do leech twice, and we do winning ones, like, and and the the worst one. No, we haven't had any really. It was flat calm on the first day, and it was flat calm yesterday. So I mean, we haven't had any issues with you know the yeah. high winds and big waves or, and whatnot. Yeah, so. someone doesn't have a big enough boat to do it. They're they're not forced out. We haven't had that issue yet where, like, Jocko couldn't get out because it's four-foot rollers. Sure. Deal. Did you guys, like, look at another format? Did you steal the format from somewhere or? Not. I think we picked and choose from. From many. Yeah. Because Bemidji has a league and then Park Rapids had a league at the time. And we kind of took what we liked from there and put it as our own. Like, the points thing came from the uh, from Park Rapids league. Um and we, we, we kind of dabbled with the idea of, like, a non-committal. But if you do it that way, nobody's going to show up in July. Yeah, right. And we got to have people show up. Yeah. So, I don't know. We've had really good turnouts. I mean, it's been full every year. Um, and have, we also adjusted our, like, we fine-tuned it as the years went on. We talked to, at our, when we have our final dinner in two weeks after the league's done, we put it all up to everyone else. Like, if there's a lake that you guys want to fish, we put it up to a vote. Um, if you guys think we could change something, you know, speak up, because we can adjust something if we, obviously, if we think it's feasible or it makes sense or anything like that. So right. we really, with the 10 boats in there, it's kind of a group effort as far as fine-tuning the thing, and they did, everyone's done a really good job as far as positive feedback and think about doing this or that. or Right. So we fine-tuned it a little bit. Yeah, I think it's a cool thing. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's really fun. I'm always excited just to hear how things go, you know, because it's a pretty good, like, 
barometer for what's happening on these little lakes. If you get 10, 10 boats with guys who like to fish uh, walleyes, then you're, you got an idea if, if they're going out there or not. Right. Um, I think the biggest surprise lake, and this was three or four years ago, was Webb. Webb. Yeah. That was a lake that like no one's really fished, and we popped in and five boats caught five walleyes. Yeah, I think we had f- f- four or five boats, four boats with over 20 pounds. With over 20 pounds? Oh. No, three, three boats with over 20 yeah. pounds. I mean, it competed with the wow. beach that night. Yeah, and the <laughs> biggest, I think that was up, up to that point, it had the biggest weigh-in, like the biggest weight, single-day weight yep. of all the lakes. Wow. But yeah, then we we went back there a few times and it's been just terrible, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just terrible. But Cut. everyone loves that lake now because they did good that one time. Right. So when we draw it, it's not like oh, like right. black water. Yeah. Everybody's again, excited. You know? Like it could be, yep. it could be great out mm-hmm. there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, everyone dislikes black water except for Jocko. Yeah, Jocko <laughs> crushes on <laughs> black for whatever reason. Always catches fish, fish out yeah. there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how did it end up? You were looking. At the 2019 Walleye League Champions. Nice. Yes. Big day. <sighs> and we didn't run away with it either. No. Like, it was tight all the way to the end. Like, we've had in, in the first the first year we ran away with it, and that third year we ran away with it. But last year we got third to Denny. And then four years ago... Scott beat you. Oh. Were we out of the money for it? No, we... We've always been in the money. We did first... Cause it's when, we've got first, third, first, third, first. Next year it'll be third. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. But it was, uh, it's been really fun, and uh, always excited for next year for it to start. Yep. Right. Yeah, I just think for folks listening, it, you could do it anywhere. I think about my hometown, Mankato, Minnesota. There's not that great a walleye fishing, but you could do a league down there. You know, there's enough lakes within a drivable distance, and it'd be an easy way to sort of build your walleye community, learn a little bit about lakes, you know. It's competitive, but it's not competitive. Yeah. It's like Friday night softball. Yeah, right. And, like, especially in the, like, the not-so-great walleye fishing areas, you can do it with a different species. Oh, yeah, You know, sure. you can do bass, or you just do, a, like, a pan fishing league. Sure. Where crappies and sunfish go. You go that route. I mean, there's so many different ways you could do it. Right. And, and it's a way to, like, can't, like pencil in on your calendar that you're going to be fishing for four hours every week yeah. for Gets 10 weeks yeah. i know uh down in crosby or no what, what is that uh, not crosby but it's down on the whitefish chain um, cross lake cross, cross lake, lake. Yeah, yeah they have a league down there and they do three pike three bass three walleyes mm. and but i think they do it for six hours i think is what they fish gotcha and they have different point totals and for the bass and the walleyes and the pike. So sure, I don't think I could spend six hours on Winnie, as far as like yesterday went. It was just too hot. Way too hot. Way too and hot. it was flat calm, and it was. Uh, it's just cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> All right, that's the Longville Walleye League. Let's take a break, and we'll hear from our sponsor. This week's episode is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. This week's bait tip of the week is the light pike sucker minnow, the most underrated minnow in the bait shop. They're cheap, they're hardy, they catch everything, including walleyes, probably the most overlooked minnow for catching walleyes, especially midsummer. Stop in at Full Stringer Bait and Tackle, pick up a few light pike suckers. I got a good one, Wilbur. Talk to me. What if? Yes. On opening day of deer season, you shoot a monster. 
and you happen to shoot a monster, and it's like the high for the day is 64 degrees, and you shoot it like 15 minutes into the day. Oh my gosh. And now you're, you're kind of done. And you get a call, a guy wants to go walleye fishing, because he shot a monster, too. We both shot monsters? Both shot monsters. What are you going to do on the first weekend in November? Where are you going to go? What are you going to do to put together a good walleye day? Well, I'm going to Leech for sure. Now... Wrong! It's wrong. <laughs> no, it's not. Try again. No, that's what I'm doing. Oh, okay. Shut your mouth. Okay. Well, we're going to Leech Lake. Okay. Um, now... Is it, has it been a warm, has it been a warm fall or is it a cold fall? Um, you know, it's been a, a relatively warm fall. Okay. Okay. Okay, Dan. Okay. I can do something with this. Okay. So we're going out of, we're going out of Federal Sugar Dam. Point. Oh, okay. I'm going back up to the dam. Gotcha. Okay. And I'm fishing, I'm fishing shallow sand. Not like super shallow sand, mm-hmm. but I'm fishing like on top of the brake lines Seven, eight feet of water. We're pitching jigs. Okay, that's how we're going to start. Everything's, we're just jigging. And I got minnows with, and I got lots of them. Okay, we're going to pitch. What kind of minnows? We're going to pitch fatheads to start, and then I'm going to use sucker minnows, like the little light pikes. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll probably jig those, and then I'll have him jig the fatheads. Okay. That way, because you you got to let him eat those bigger minnows a little bit longer. You know, you can't just lay bricks into them right away. You gotta let them. You gotta let them soak. You gotta let me eat it a little bit. Yep. And then I'm gonna go. If that's not panning out, because it might not, then I'm just gonna scour every patch of bulrushes I can. I'm looking for. I've got like three of them in mind, like three different batches of bulrushes, and I'm pitching all of them. Okay. Okay. We're gonna catch. I'm not gonna find them on two of them, but one of them in the last hour, we're gonna catch. Eleven. Oof. Da. Eleven. Mm-hmm. They're going to move in hot. Something fierce. Um, and that's all I'm going to do. All right. And we're going to... Pretty simple. Straightforward. Yeah. And pretty we're gonna classic. Of, we're going to catch a Will bunch of answer. So I'm pretty sure that answer, you could have used it for, like, from opener through, like, the middle of June. You yeah. would have given the same answer. And from, like, end of September to ice up. Okay. Mm-hmm. You might be right. I think The program works. I think you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> think you're wrong. Why, what makes you think I'm wrong? It's not my, it wasn't my what if. You're going to have to just wait. <laughs> you want to give me the same what if next year? Dude, I'd, next ca- week? I'd totally catch it. If 65 degrees, are you kidding me? It doesn't even have to be windy. It doesn't <laughs> maybe, even have to be windy. I'll maybe. catch him. I'm going to try to fish in November this year. I'm not going to stop. Can't stop. No. Not until the ice is out. Or my boat is sold. <gasps> that might be a thing, too. Folks listening, up, my boat is for sale at the end of, in the middle of October, my boat is for sale. Nice. If anybody wants to buy my boat, it's been well trained, well seasoned. It's a fish catcher. It is fish catcher. Good big water boat too. Got no complaints. Uh, just time for a new one. So send me a message if you're interested. That's the what if. What's next? What's next? We're looking at the dog days. Dog days of summer. Yeah. Um, I would say we're pretty well there. Yeah. This is the toughest stretch, I'd say. Right. This The first three, four weeks in July are the toughest. Yep. And it's hot, and the weather is really unpredictable. I was going to say, when it's hot, it's not even enjoyable to be. Like, you don't hear that much. It's not enjoyable to be on a boat. Mm-hmm. Right. But when it's hot and humid and no wind, yeah. sometimes it's just nice to go fast and just cool yeah. down. Yeah. And 
Spot. Spot's on the ground. Spot's on the ground. Full circle around the lane real quick. <laughs> Try and dry off some of the sweat. Yeah. But um, what are some tactics you do this time of year that, you know, catch you some fish? Um, specifically for walleyes, I think you got to know the, the right time, right spot, right time. Uh, I do feel pretty comfortable about finding fish on most of these smaller lakes. And then I just think that they only bite during little windows. Um, it's maybe a little poorly timed because the full moon was last night, but if you just want to catch walleyes, you should be pulling crankbaits at dark and after dark. That's what, if you really just, if you want to put together a fish fry, everybody's picky about walleyes, that's what you should do. You should be pulling cranks. Um, you can do that during the daytime for sure and have some success, but really that last hour or well after dark, it was a real big moon last night. I think that's the, the best way to do it. Also, I think that's why uh, this past week has been kind of tough, too. I think they're feeding after dark. You know, why wouldn't they? That's a great, great feeding opportunity for them. There's plenty of food out there. Makes it makes it for easy hunting. That's got what I think they're looking for. They've got giant eyeballs to hunt at night. Right. Like, that's what they're... That's why they've got them. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else do you do? I, I, I catch most of mine this month, I bet, on jig wraps still. They're not, like jumping in the boat but that's probably how i'm going to catch most of them or rigging rigging uh big minnows or crawlers right at dark i kind of gave up i don't buy leeches right now last year i always had leeches in the boat and i've kind of stopped doing it um thought a little bit about how like the leech itself they're not as big they're softer it might have less to do with uh I think the bait doesn't look as good as it does in June. You know, maybe they'll they would eat a June leech right now, but the bait doesn't look as good. So, I'm sort of a nightcrawler and minnow guy only right now. And big minnows. Big minnows. Yeah. Yep. If I'm if I'm rigging minnows, um, I'm rigging big red tails or creek chubs, and it does work. It was sort of the defining part of a trip last week. So, yeah. That's what I'd be doing. They just get. They just shake their head a bunch and they go boom. <laughs> out on deep water when it's cold or when it's a flat calm I like a little 16 ounce jig I use a leech and I'll just sit on top of them and just pretty like you're just vibrating the thing the leech is going up and down sure. and, you know if a jigging wrap or whatever doesn't do it but that's usually my first tactic before I go more aggressive is because when they bite on that leech it's a thud and you know you're a 16 ounce jig you can feel everything right. and yeah. it's like oh yeah, jigging a leech is maybe not a bad yeah. bad approach. Slip bobber and a leech would probably catch some fish right now, especially on the west side. Yeah. I know guys do pretty well in the weeds and then in the sand uh, right at dark or after dark. But, yeah, leeches just don't hold on the hooks if you're dealing with panfish and junk. Like, it doesn't take Yeah, much. that's another part of it. Even a nightcrawler, it's almost... You, I, I've just explained to people, like, I think this, a nightcrawler is probably the best way to catch a walleye. It's hard to get it in front of a walleye looking how yeah. you want it to. Right. That's the hard part. Well, and I, I don't like I don't know if a lot of people I learned this trick oh I don't know it was probably six seven years ago, um, so instead of hooking the leech through the sucker, you go through the opposite end. It's thicker skin there, mm. so they hold on better. Mm. Whether it's backwards to a fish doesn't matter. I don't know, right. but I noticed you get a little bit more leeway as far as getting ripped off. It takes a stronger pull sure a little more use out of it yeah so that's something to think about if you're just blowing through leeches just try hooking on the other end just how just normally just through the sucker but on the other end it's thicker skin and sure 
a little harder yeah, to tear you might, off. you might save yourself a few dozen leeches throughout the, <laughs> yeah, throughout the right, summer. So. Right. Wilbur, what do you do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I struggle this time here. heard the doubt in his voice. Uh. Um, so, like, what I do is I'll just drive around, and I, I pick pick my day. Like, I pick the lakes that I'm going to, that I think I can catch fish on. I won't just go anywhere and, like, oh, yeah, let's go try and catch a walleye here. No, it's like, no. I can't do that. I'm not going to have you pay me to do to go to a lake that I'm not comfortable with right now. I've right. got to go to, you know, even lakes that I do think I can catch a bunch of walleyes on, I'm having a hard time just because there's so much food and, you know, the full moon. And right. I had, what, three walleye die trips this week, and I had, like, really one okay day. We got a, we had caught seven one day, caught four another day. Sure. It, it, it's not great by any means. Yeah. Um, people have a misconception about you know, what guide means, you know, I had a guy ask me last week to take him in his boat on, you know, along the lake and go catch a limit of walleyes, and I'm like, no, that's not going to happen, no, yeah, like, if you want a realistic expectation, call me, but I can't, no, I'm not going to, and he wanted me to promise, he wanted me to promise him fish, I'm like, I can't do that either, right, like, that's not the way this works, yeah, you don't, you're dealing with the wild creature, and a lot of variables you don't have any control over. So, uh, yeah. Well, you look at it, like, as far as a hunting aspect, like, deer hunt, like, sitting in a deer stand, some days you see tons of deer, some days, like, you go three, four days without seeing one. Right. It's just, you got to think about that as You think as there's as, no deer in these woods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing there. Right. It's just, you have days like that, you, it's beyond your control. Yeah, right. But it's short-lived. It really is. You know, yeah, we're halfway we'll start through. Catching it. We'll start catching them again in a couple weeks yeah, here. Yeah, halfway through the tough stuff, and then we'll be back into a, a really fun time of walleye fishing where you, it is like a craft. You know, you can put together good days by doing little things right. Yeah. I like that time of year. And then we're back to fall. <sighs> fun. The best time. Yeah. Don't want to wish the time away, though. That's why, that's why I picked up the fly rod for musky fishing, because last year it was just so hot, and it's like, well gives me a reason to go out fishing and it's like if i don't catch anything i'm doing something if you're gonna struggle you might as well struggle to catch yeah. a 30 pounder yeah exactly <laughs> instead of like you know having three days just trying to catch you know a few walleyes for the fryer it's like i could go out and kill a couple hours yeah kill trying something new yeah yeah just learn learn a whole another tactic that and you'll become a, a better you'll become a better walleye fisherman just from musky fishing just because you'll be out there and you'll see you know Walleyes chase musky gear a lot. Sure. Oh, yeah. So you you'll you'll just you know figuring out something else will just help you in the long run. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I had a musky trip last night, and uh, when I guide for muskies, I don't usually fish. So all I did was look at my graph. You know, like the boat was where where I wanted it for them to be musky fishing. But I I found walleyes just like made note like oh there happens to be a couple walleyes here in a couple spots that I'd never found them before. So. You do, if you're paying attention to your graph, too, you, you'll learn more about, if you get out of your just fishing for walleyes, you're going to find yourself in different waters, and you can learn stuff that right. way, too. I think we talked last week about doing something different, you know, like that's a, a good, this is a good time of year to do something different, go bass fishing or musky fishing or something, even if you're a diehard walleye guy, because it can round you out as, as an angler. I was at Pikedale yesterday talking to some bass guys, and they were... You know, those guys catch a lot of walleyes, especially on leech. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about how many they caught in the bull rushes just this past week. Really? It's like four a day. Wow. Yeah. 
It's funny how like I I ran into a, a, a I think they're prepping for a tournament out there, right? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's Thursday, yeah. So I ran into some bass guys and we were talking. They're like, "You running into any smallmouth?" I'm like, "A couple." You running into any walleyes? Both on the tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Real shakedown. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> you give them information, but also reserving some type deal. You know, it's one of those deals. Trying to like, like you're going to tell me everything, yeah, right? Yeah. And then I'll tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. Making sure we're on the same page here. <laughs> Have you tried Lindy Rig and a leech? Can you do that? For <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. Okay. Bam. This Tackle Tip of the Week is presented by the One Stop in Longville. My Tackle Tip of the Week has got to do with rods. Making sure you have the right rod for the right situation, especially this time of year. So if you're going to be uh, jig wrapping and you know pulling any rigs, those shouldn't be the same rod. You should have a rod set up specifically for jigging wraps, and you should have a rod set up specifically for lindy rigging um, because you're going to have different actions to do these things. And One Stop's got a whole line of Fenwick's, that are that'll suit your needs there. So go ahead, check them out. Buy a bunch of rods. Okay, Eric, we did this segment last week. We had a lot of fun with it. Um, you've got two days. You've got essentially two days paid vacation. Okay. You don't have any. We are taking care of your dog for you. <laughs> um, we've got people painting houses for you. Okay. All you have to do is go somewhere, you've got 48 hours to go walleye fishing. Everything's paid. Gas is paid, all that stuff. Your truck's not going to break down, boat's not going to break down. You have a dream 48 hours. Well, what do you yeah, do with the dream yeah. 48? <laughs> I, like I said, I I think Erie, Erie would be fun. It's just it's something on the list, and I don't know, 48 hours you're out there and just catch a mess of walleyes and they're big. It's, yeah. it's not the most outrageous as far as like far fish, but... I think that would be very doable, and probably just pulling cranks, but it would still be, you're catching big fish, and it's, you know, you'd come back with a good story to tell, because right. you're, I giant mean, fish, giant fish. Are you going to hire a guide out there, or are you going to tow your If I had 48 hours, I'd do one or two things, it would be just flip-flop, either I'd go there with the boat, try doing it myself, I can't do it. I'm going to pay someone that, that's there, you know, <laughs> and I'm going to get on fish one way or another, or vice versa, have the guy do it the first time and I come out and do it again. Sure. But I I don't know. It's not, it wouldn't be the most fun because you're pulling cranes. Oh, it'd be the but, best. But you're still catching big fish. Giant walleyes. And just a big body of water. Something brand new. To yeah, you. something completely new to me. Right. And uh, just a brand new technique, too. It'd be, I'd be curious to see how they do it out there right you know i had a customer yesterday who went out to erie this year and got 14 walleyes all of them were over 30 inches yeah. <laughs> all of them were over 30 i want to play with that that'd be fine i'd be fine with that but like i was thinking if we didn't have to drive like xanders get huge like mm. the, i think believe it's a cousin of the walleye yeah in europe yeah i think that would be that would be cool. Yeah. Go out there, catch a massive Xander. Right. Like, I had these guys from Hungary on the last week. They fished the, the big river over there. It's the biggest river in Europe. I don't remember what it's called, though. And 
they were they would catch monsters and he he fished like two hundred days a year, fishing from shore catching giant xander. He gave you gave me the centimeters. How many centimeters was it? I don't remember. I think it was like forty some inch wall or xanders. Right, right. right. They get massive, and that huge. Would be, if, if it wasn't vehicle, like I guess I could take a ferry. Think I could take a ferry across. Could <laughs> <laughs> it be a little while? Could <laughs> it need a bigger boat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is is it the Rhine? Is that the river no. you're talking about? No, no. It's like the river it starts with a D, the Demuke or something. Hmm. I don't know. I had a hard time understanding them. Yeah, They're from around here. I think Erie would be fun. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. It's a good to choice. Experience and something different. If I went there, I think I'd hire a guy just because it'd be fun to talk about their life. You know, like that's true. In the the all the little things that go into putting together a good trip and what is a good trip out there you know yeah because your expectations they're probably going to blow your expectations oh, out of the I water so. just with the big fish you know yeah so the the bar for people from like minnesota iowa the dakotas it's probably pretty low i bet they do get a lot of customers from over here because they oh. like all of us want to catch giant, giant walleye fish of yeah. a lifetime type deal right and they're i think our fish of a lifetime and the guides out there on Erie's Fish of a Lifetime, I think there's... Just making dreams come true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just be a guide out there and watching a person, like, how many times have they caught their, their client's good. personal best? Probably, like, most of the time, Almost I bet. Every, Until I, they I give you, like, customers. You know? <laughs> every new customer, they yeah. probably set a, a personal record for. And would you go about... How would you go about that? Would you be like, oh, yeah, hopefully we get into a few? And then, like, because, you know, they they have expectations. They know Lake Erie, obviously, if they're a guide to be out there they have some sort of research they're following they're following the schools out there yeah and then like kind of lowball them and then they catch like a 30 and you just see their right. face like oh right. my god they're like shaking you right. know or you're just like oh yeah we'll get you a fit personal best no big deal <laughs> you know? like, okay you know you're just not 28 your biggest that's yeah. it <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah we can we can do that yeah let's do that <laughs> yeah that's a good one yeah I thought yeah, so. It'd be on on my short list for sure. Yeah. Okay. So we have something we want to talk. I brought this up a couple times. Maybe not on the podcast, but we've talked about it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the decline in jig wrap production. Yeah. On the water. Um, I feel like when I first started using them, you know, six, seven years ago, however long it was, you could go over a school fish. And you'd catch, like, all of them. And, you know, the last, you know, like, three years ago, you drive over a school of, like, six, you'd catch half of them. And now it seems like you drive over a school of fish and you might catch one or two. Now, I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's just me. Maybe I suck at it. But it seems like the, the production's going down in my eyes. Um, they're still a useful tool, but, like, this time of year... Maybe they're not as valuable as once. Yeah, I think that's an important... Like, you brought up, like, oh, they're going to always have their time and place. Mm-hmm. But, like, the last couple years, like, last year especially, they were a midsummer blues cure. Like, they did... They caught most of my midsummer fish. And this year, it hasn't really been, been that way. And it's fun to do. Oh, it's super like, fun. No one's like, oh, we're going to jig wrap. No, everyone's like, pumped up yeah, to go yeah, cast like, and jig wrap. Absolutely, get me out there. Right. Um, but yeah, 
And I don't know if they, so we, the, it sort of spurred the discussion about whether or not fish learn or whether or not we are like harvesting out the fish that are wired to, to be attracted to these baits, you know, because right. with the walleye, if they're under 20 inches, most of the time they end up in a live well if they like, if they like that bait. For sure. Especially this time of year. Oh yeah. You know? Um, you know, I'm still catching a few, but I do wonder if it's, if it's going to change, if it's, if. This is something that people saw with, like, the shad wrap, you know, 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Oh, sure. Um, if it's just not the first one we're kind of living through. You look like you switch species, go to the muskies. Mm-hmm. Like, when the double cowgirl came out, you know how many fish that thing caught? Yeah. It caught an immense amount of fish. Right. And I wonder if we're going through that kind of cycle now. Right. Where you still catch fish on, you know, you still catch fish on these things, but it's not catching 100% of the fish. Yeah. Right. Because when that, well, like, you take the, just the cowgirls, for instance, like, everyone was throwing them, and people were catching tons of fish on them. Right. Like, that's a lot of people's best years was that year that that came out. Yeah. So. With the muskie, we talked about them for sure learning, because, like, most of the time we think they probably live, you know. Not yep. always, but they, they live through the experience, and, and then do they, do they hesitate the next time they see a bait like that? And then I was a little hesitant to think that a walleye would do that because they do end up in the live well most of the time. One thing I was thinking about after we had that discussion, though, is especially in August, September, and October, how many little dinks you catch on them. Oh, yeah. You catch lots and lots of, like, 9 to nine to 14 inches. So maybe, maybe early on in life they make that mistake one time, they get released, and maybe they don't like them anymore. <laughs> yeah. I right. don't know. Right, it it did. It just occurred to me, like, oh, these lots of little ones get caught Tons by tons of little and, ones, and they get released. Right, so maybe those fish learn or whatever you want to call it, and they're they're a little less susceptible to to biting them. That's also, I think if we do in two weeks when we do this podcast, I might just say like, throw it all out the window. That's all I want to talk about. Has ever tried like vertical jigging spoons? On top, like it sounds far fetched, but no, they, it's a whole they different used action. To be, it used to be really popular about like five, six years ago. Let's bring it back. What yeah. happens if that's a ticket? I've tried it a little bit, and I maybe just didn't have the right spoons because I had a real hard time not fouling them. Oh, they, sure. They would they would tangle the line all the time. Sure. And I, it was could very well have been just me not knowing what I was doing, but um, I don't know be interesting because if they haven't seen them for a while too if that you know going off that that might be i've always heard that as primarily a fall thing sure Um, doesn't benson do that a ton that's what that's where i hear that heard the idea from was chad benson on cast lake not him uh personally but like that that's what he does in the fall up there Um, yeah worth trying for sure for sure worth trying i I don't know the spoons to use though yeah i just think about like Marine General in Duluth, all those salmon spoons, maybe something like a, like a bigger one. I don't know. And just a minnow head or a minnow. Wonder if you even need it. I, yeah, I was gonna say if you're just if you're really them, like a, them? essentially like a jigging wrap, letting them flutter down. Right. It may be a you know it's just a different action, but sure. same idea. Sure. I wonder if it fish like almost like a blade bait. Where you're really just snapping it. Yeah. Just getting it to vibrate. Yeah. Well, you'd think on that too, they would hit it on the. On the fall. On the fall, yeah. like 90% of the, well, it's probably the same with jigging wraps too, but you just don't feel it as You much. think you want that thing to hit the bottom? Probably. I don't know. 
but it know. falls so slow you'd be able to just yeah. control drop it and you'd feel that thud. I wonder if it's also it. not worth that. That'd be worth trying and like where we start using jigging wraps in the yeah. in the in June, you know, because a, a slower fall seems to be better you know like i had a day where the number fives like made my day and i never fished number fives i just happened to have some because i'd heard another guy talking about them and they wouldn't hit a number seven but they'd hit a number five and i'm almost certain that had more to do with the fall the rate, fall rate the than the size sure um because the the bait is bigger than a five even in mid-june for the most part like the fish i was fishing they were eating three inch perch probably so plus then when you go into the launch and they're like oh how'd you do you tell them you, you got a mess of walleyes they're gonna write off that spoon 90 percent of the time and they <laughs> oh, he wasn't using that no, no way that's a, you know he's catching a pike with that thing yeah. I don't know. but uh, worth food for thought yeah for sure and i'm sure we'll revisit it for sure jigging wraps aren't going away yeah time and place and who knows maybe even got a downsize even smaller right maybe that's the ticket right now you know it's they'd be outrageous but what happens <laughs> if it works you know yeah. it's like one of those deals the problem with those number threes is they have such a tight yep. tight drop like yeah, it, they, it, spin. It, they spin so Century so tight yeah um, I don't know how they I don't know how they dart yeah I don't know either use them for crappies yeah mm-hmm. you know, a lot of guys who use them for crappies in the fall oh when they get over those basins and mm-hmm. just twitch them up yep I suppose you can mark them real easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more break? One more break. We can preview. What are you doing this week? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm going to go. I was going to go fishing. I was going to go fish too. Yeah. Oh. I have a lighter, I have a lighter <laughs> week, to be honest. Yeah? The first, like, notably lighter week of guide work. So I want to do some musky fishing. I want to do some walleye fishing. And then uh, almost all my trips for the next week are catch fish type trips. Uh-huh. So uh, I've got one, maybe like an even split between walleyes and crappies. So it'd be nice to flex that muscle again, you know, try to try real hard to catch them. I, I do feel all right about if, if I try real hard, I'll catch them. But it's just not always the right recipe for for the customers. That's that's really what what I have gotten better at this year is matching the day to the customers, what they really want out of it. Right. Yesterday we caught a bunch of crappies, a bunch of pike, a couple bass, and a walleye, and it was the perfect trip for what they wanted. They had a blast, and they wouldn't have had as much fun if we had just gone walleye fishing. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about if your guide is like, these people want to have a good time fishing. Sometimes, you know, in the spring and the fall, that means walleyes. Right. Uh, I think in July, at least for me and my customer base, that means a little bit of everything. But I am looking forward to fishing. Maybe getting away from home a little bit. Maybe going north. Mm-hmm. Fish Cast Lake for a day, maybe. And yeah, that's what I'm planning. Nice. What are you doing, Eric? Working. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working. We got, we got a ton of houses to stay in this rain. Just keeps pushing us back. But other than that, I'm going to... I'm gonna go with my fly rod and try to catch a muskie. Surface a muskie. Nice. Get them. Get them. Topside. Nice. I don't know how I'm gonna net them. I don't know how. I don't Flip know how away. this is all gonna go. <laughs> Excuse me. 
If anyone's out there and they hear like a kid screaming, that's me and I have a muskie and I don't know what to do. <laughs> that's essentially what's it. Feel free to come over and help. <laughs> Especially if I'm yelling help. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my plan. Wilbur? I'm on Little Boy one day. I'm on Woman one day. I'm on... That's a fish catching trip on Woman. I'm while I die on Little Boy. And... I want to go catch a muskie. You were telling me about how much fun you had yesterday. I want to yeah. go. I want to go catch one now. It's super fun. I want to go to Leech though. I want to go to Leech too. I don't want it to be windy. I don't want it too windy. I can't oh. cast flies. <laughs> I need flat, calm, and scorching heat. <laughs> it just sounds delightful, doesn't it? Yeah, multi-species time. Yes, this is one of the best time of years to to see a bunch of fish and to get one in the boat. Right. From here to here to the September, it's pretty, it's about as easy as it gets, yes. and it's not that easy, but <laughs> it's about as easy as it gets, yeah. best chance anyhow, right, yeah, 45 minute episode, I think that's good enough, plenty good, oh, uh, we didn't have any questions, we'd appreciate it, if, if you do have any questions, let us know, yeah, and uh, good luck out there, we'll see you next week.